welcome back into the Pigskin Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for joining us today. We've got me, myself, and I. I'm Ben. Then we got King Wrangler, which we refer to as Aussie because he's a bitch. Don't You're worry about <laughs> local Yeti down there. You're tuned to Ash. What up? What up? Yeah, Get we're at the top of the rankings right now. We're at the top of the league, boy. We're royalty. Get your ass out of here there, boy. Bye so now, Travis peasants. down there. And, of course, we've yeah. got our very special friend down there, Cole. Um, Welcome back. We nice. love having you. Today, we're going to do a quick segment on um, COVID in the NFL because it kind of popped up today. We're also going to talk about some injuries, waiver wire pickups, coaches on some hot seats, as everyone probably saw by now what happened in Houston. We want to touch on that. Then we want to get into the top tens for the rest of the season for both QBs and tight ends. And then if you're looking for like the recaps of the week, that'll probably be tomorrow's or the next day's episode. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, and let's get this underway. So, okay. uh, bitch. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, let's go with uh, COVID in the NFL. Uh, so quite a few Tennessee players tested positive. Uh, Cam Newton tested positive. They had to push the game back. Tennessee and Pittsburgh were completely canceled. I believe we had an honored guest, Shane, come in and, uh, really knife it up with you, Austin, on that. How how are you feeling? Uh, you know, a couple of days later after that fight, I'm still feeling good. I uh, still agree with what I originally said. All right. Um, so they have also <laughs> they've also <laughs> made stipulations a lot harder on that. Travis, do you have more info on that? Because I haven't read too much on it. Um, I. Did not. I did see that you could get loss of picks, and you can actually get a forfeiture as well if you start violating their. That that'd be the from how I understood it is that would be like the the last course of action. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, when you have yeah, so as far as COVID in the NFL, people breaking these rules like uh, Darren Waller's fundraiser, bunch of Raiders players there not wearing masks. Uh. I feel like that alone, if they could return any positive tests and not only those players end up getting it, that's going to cause a forfeiture right there. Or if they end up having to try and reschedule the game like they did with the uh, Pittsburgh Titans, uh, they're just going to say, no, we're not going to reschedule it. And whoever decided to uh, feel like their own personal life is more important than the teams as far as wanting to go out and do the wrong things then they're going to have very hard repercussions on those teams. And I agree with it. I I don't think it would have been a big deal if they would have done what the health experts say to do, you know, social distance, wear a mask and all that good stuff. Well, if that were the case, we wouldn't still be having 40,000 cases in the U S every single day, which is amazing. I said if they followed health experts. So my question is, let's say they completely shut down the rest of the NFL season. How, I mean, there are people who have money leagues. Would would it depend on how far in we go and then divvy up to the top three, or would it be I'm down cancel the season, refine, you know, refine? <laughs> well, I guess I'd be down too if you're down because, you know, that, that'd be mean I'd win. And divvy up and refund people's money. So there are people out who are actually concerned about the season not being continued. So if you have a league, especially with money in it, Make sure you know what the outcome is. Everyone get together and agree. Hey, if they play eight games, the top three, if they cancel after that, they get the money or whatever. If they play 10 games and we don't get to go to the playoffs, no one gets money. Like, 
make sure you and your league mates work that out uh, just to be safe. I hope to goodness it doesn't happen. I would rather have the season. Uh, now we're going to yeah, go. So what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we're all in the same league. Ours is dynasty. So I guess it doesn't hurt as much because it just rolls over the next year. Uh, I, I would probably pressure. say top three after eight weeks, I'd be okay with handing them the money, you know, the top three, but that's something we're going to have to call in a league vote. Cause I could see a couple people saying no, because, and that's you know, how it's going to always have to be is a league vote. And I would agree with that. Yes, yeah. sir. And, and for Especially every league. for the new people who just got here to lose their 50 bucks after eight weeks, they'd probably be a little upset. Uninherited teams. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Right. So, uh, ours will probably be divvy up and cash back. Um, entries. Another couple big ones went down this week. Um, Cole, this affects you a lot. Nick Chubb. It affects Six me. Six weeks, baby. MCL injury. Yeah. <laughs> well, it affected me because I just traded Kareem Hunt for Ezekiel Elliott. I packaged stuff together to go get him. And this is what I was telling everyone. If Nick Chubb goes down, Hunt is a league winner. Ended up with two touchdowns. But how, what, is, what is your game plan to pivot from Nick Chubb, Cole? Well, I got extremely lucky because you ended up picking up the Ernest uh, before I could. Uh, but then you ended up dropping him for Damian Harris, which it looks like this week was a good plan. But I'm not sure if that's really going to work as far as uh, when Cam comes back. But as far as uh, Ernest Johnson goes, I picked him up uh, as soon as I could just because uh, I'm – my bench it does not look the best and that's a hit that I almost can't afford to take right now. So if they still want to run the ball over 40 times a game, Kareem Hunt's not going to be somebody they're going to want to do that with because they're going to want to keep him healthy at least until Chubb comes back. Right. He did have 95 yards. So that is pretty good. I, I hear think- Travis, you're itching to say something. Oh yeah. He's a, uh- Definitely a good pickup for you, Cole, because if Hunt's inheriting the touches that Nick Chubb's leaving behind, then Dernis Johnson's getting handed 15 and a half touches a game. So that's definitely that's fantasy easy, relevant. That's easy flex every week. Yes. So that'll help weather the storm for you, hopefully. Thank you for trading right. me your bench for cheap. Right. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, really did. I, I will admit, I've made some really bad trades. Uh, only to me you make generally good trades but for the ones you make with me are bad for some reason but still keep keep trading with me (laughs) (laughs) there you go Uh, this one doesn't personally affect any of us thankfully but Austin Eckler goes down for the Chargers it's looking like it might be a minute for them also Um, anyone rushing to pick up their anyone rushing to go get Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson Joshua Kelly was already rostered. I went and picked up Justin Jackson and traded him because of a scenario that was relevant because of COVID, unfortunately. Um, But I would pick up Justin Jackson. Kelly was getting 13 rushing attempts per game through four games. Plus another two, like another two targets a game. That's 15 targets a game that Justin Jackson would be inheriting. Joshua Kelly's only rostered in 55% of Yahoo leagues. I was going to say, we're a dynasty, so it makes sense that he's rostered. So, Austin, if you have neither one of them on your team and they're both on the waiver wire, would you pick up Joshua Kelly or Justin Jackson? The rookie Uh, or the experience? I'd probably lean Joshua Kelly. Joshua Kelly? 
Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you're looking to just stash somebody and wait for that to work itself out, because if, you know, say Joshua Kelly goes down, there's been a million hamstring injuries. Who's to say he's going to end up being foolproof on that? Justin Jackson is rostered in 6% of Yahoo leagues right now. I think they're both very good pickups. He's he's a good stash just to have in case Joshua Kelly goes down or they decide to turn it around and start giving him more touches. So another uh, little rookie running back came out this week. Leonard Fournette was hurt. So Keyshawn Vaughn caught himself a touchdown. Does that aspire to anything in Tampa Bay? Or is Keyshawn Vaughn going right back to the bench? I don't think so. I think think when Fournette comes back, he'll go back to the bench. I don't want to touch any of that backfield right now. Um, And God damn it, why does Chris Godwin keep getting hurt? (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I'd take Ronald Jones right now. He's not. He's he's playing some pretty decent ball this year. I would say he's flex worthy for me, you know. But the person who has him has he not to get you at least ten uh, at least ten points. That's what he's been. That's what he did the first three games. Then he kind of went off this last game, but right now into one of my more favorite subjects: coaches on the hot seats. We were going to talk about this last week just before the game. So unfortunately, a couple of things came up. And one of my favorite things to hear is the GM and head coach of Houston, Bill O'Brien, gone, fired, he, sh- he should have been fired the second he traded DeAndre Hopkins. I'm surprised it took this long. Let's be real. Right, Honestly, if I was <laughs> – Can we talk about well, him trading two first rounds in a second round for Laramie Tunsil and Kenny Stills? Like, what the fuck? And then getting <laughs> nothing for Hopkins? Like – so, you know, with yeah, Hopkins, that, I, I agree he should have gotten more out of Hopkins. But they couldn't Easily. afford him. Easily. They couldn't afford him. No, and I agree. They, they had him under contract for three more years. They didn't have to, to pay him. Like, he was under contract for three more years. I'm just saying that was his excuse. They wanted to market him out because they didn't want to pay him more money because apparently he wanted to restructure or something. Oh, yeah. He wanted to. He's, he saw all the other wide receivers make more money. He wanted more, which makes sense. Also, they ate David Johnson's full contract. Like They didn't even go, hey, we're going to take this David Johnson money. Pay us a little more for that. No, they ate all of it, which is – How much was it? It was like – Do you know? 10 mil a year. Yeah, 10 mil a year. For a running back. Jesus Christ. Uh, David, David Johnson? Johnson. $10 million a year. Yeah, For because he's million a year, you can go get a mixin'. Right. Hell, he could have gotten a cook. You could have gotten right. Kareem Hunt for slightly cheaper. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Like, why would you, I mean, why would you eat that with Hopkins? So, uh, so how many, uh, you could have traded like teams? Hopkins to the Vikings for Cook and something else, maybe. And Cook right. would have been just a little bit more expensive than David Johnson. Right. Contract oh. wise. God. Uh, how many teams have a head coach that's the GM? Or were they the only one? It was done no. with the Patriots. Because Bill Belichick's GM. Yep. Patriots have been doing seeing they've been doing it so well for so long. And that's the difference. Bill Belichick. Yeah. The greatest of all time. Man's a genius. Yep, I hate the Patriots. Ryan was an okay coach. There's no way he deserved to be. He should have been GM. Yeah, exactly. He was a decent coach, but not a good GM. 
And when you start mixing those powers, not great. So the other ones who could be on the hot seat is Adam Gase. He uh, lost on Thursday night. I don't and think good about it. I don't think. See, the Jets aren't a team that will fire people midway through the season. They'll wait till the end of the season to fire them, which is really upsetting because I have Denzel Mims, and I want him to do something. And under Adam Gase, he won't do anything. I already know that. Oh, no. They need Gase to fire him this offseason. Abysmal 0-4 this year, 7-13 and total with the Jets. They have five touchdowns on offense in four games. I don't know how he went from Miami to the Jets and managed to get it, and then also became the GM. Like, how is he doing this? How? He's thirty and he's thirty-eight the in his career. Coaches. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got the best cocaine on the block or something. Jesus. Ironically, well, he he's Miami, actually uh, his winning percentage is. Actually, ahead of the next person on this list. Oh, dude, it's better than Patricia's. Go wow. ahead, Travis. You're a big Lions fan. Rip into them. Six straight losses in, in a games in which they held a double-digit lead. NFL record. Keep it going. Um, one and three this year. 10-25-1 for an amazing 29.2 win percentage for his career so far. He's supposed to be a defensive genius, and this defense looks like it can't catch a cold. Like, why are they even wearing? <laughs> why? Why are they? The Lions don't need to be wearing masks. They're not catching crap. Like, that's that's a great point. Question though: At what point do you start blaming it on their personnel, or do you blame it more on the GM for trading away their good defensive players? I I think Quinn's got to go as well. Funny enough, he wrote. Right, in the if you had to back. pick one to go right now, who is it? Quinn or Patricia? Well, Brian, throw them uh, into yeah, each other. <laughs> throw them into each other hard enough to where they morph into one person, so you can chuck them out together. I, I'd go Patricia. I'd get him out first. Same. He's looked because lost out had- there. He doesn't know how to manage games. He gets. He's. He's had promise. We've had the lead in almost every single game that he's coached, and then. The second half of the third quarter onward for the rest of the game, he's just like, ah, ah, I don't know what to do. Like it's right. At some point, though, I think you got to start putting some blame on the players for not executing. Well, no. Okay, Jim Caldwell, 9-7, and seven, several seasons in a row, with you know Quinn being the GM, with most of the same personnel, uh, and now Patricia comes in. and. <laughs> I'm just saying at some point, you got to start play- putting blame on the, the players. First, you put it on the coach, and if he doesn't like the players that are out there, he changes it. But he's not. He doesn't see anything wrong with this team. But Maybe let's talk overriding him. I've seen a lot of Maybe. articles from where, like, insider stuff that uh, a lot of the Lions players don't like respect Patricia at all. They don't like him. They don't like him. Oh, yeah. A lot of those came out after Slay. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let's talk I mean, about that another. That makes sense. <laughs> right. I mean, he traded him. Dumb idea. Maybe they're um, tanking to get a new coach on purpose. <laughs> well, it makes sense to get a first round pick. It doesn't make sense to you can get a new coach anytime. So let's talk about um, the other coach that set a record this year. Uh, Dan Quinn blew two 15 point leads back to back. I think he needs to. He's, he needs to go. He's the coach, though. If you're the coach and you do it, 
I think they lose tonight against Green Bay. I think they should be out. And it's not. I mean, they're already losing. Yep, twenty to three. So uh, I don't have much faith in them. I think he should be out. Anyone else want to touch on that? No. Uh, I think you already said it, bud. <laughs> that uh, oh. that it's abysmal. Uh, they need to they need to plan better. They need to hold their leads. They need to make sure that they're holding on to the ball longer than their opponents, and not letting Dak just do whatever he wants their defense in the fourth quarter. Oh, I mean, Dan Quinn, obviously, that he started off hot with all the way up to the pinnacle at the Super Bowl. And then since they lost that game, they're just falling off a cliff back to these 14 and 21 in three seasons, including this one since that Super Bowl game. That defense is horrible. They're comp- letting quarterbacks this season complete 69.67% of their passes. Jesus. They're just getting shredded. That is pretty bad. Pretty bad. All right, so we're going to get into the top 10 QBs for the rest of the season. The way we're going to do it this time is going to be, I'm going to say all of my rankings, and then Austin's going to go through his, Travis through yours, and then Cole. And then we're going to open up the discussion for things that we kind of want to talk about uh, for the simple fact that we kind of want to speed it up a little bit. Last time did take a little bit longer than we'd like. Um, and I, I think we can we can see at this point in the season, you know, who's staying and who's going, right? I don't think anyone would be too surprised um, with our rankings. So, first off, QBs, uh, that's an easy one for me. Number one is going to be let the man cook, uh, Russell Wilson. The dude's amazing. Patrick Mahomes, number two. Dak Prescott, number three. Josh Allen, number four. Kyler, number five. Lamar Jackson, number six. Aaron Rodgers, number seven. Jared Goff, number eight. An old name up there. Hadn't seen him in a couple years. Stafford, number nine. And, of course, Gardner Minshew, number ten. Go ahead, um, Austin. Tell us your top ten. So mine's a little different, mainly just a top five. But I have Wilson at one, Allen, Mahomes, Prescott. And then the rest are the same for me. So Kyler, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Jared Goff, Stafford, and then Minshew at number 10. Okay. okay. Travis, do you have uh, any differences? I, Go ahead. I have some slight differences in the top four. I have Mahomes at one still, Dak at two, Russell Wilson at three, and Josh Allen at four, Kyler at five, Lamar Jackson at six, Aaron Rodgers at seven, Stafford at eight, Goff at nine, and then I have – Matt Ryan at 10. Ooh. So we, we agreed on a lot of them, just slightly off. Cole, I heard a ooh out of you. I'm assuming it's because Wilson wasn't number one. So go ahead with your top 10. Yeah, that that is exactly where I'm at with it. Because <laughs> uh, Wilson, you know, weird things happen in Miami. You can't expect the man to get 50 points, fan, fantasy points every week. Uh so I do still put him at number one with Mahomes at two, uh, but I put Rodgers at three. Oh, like, wow. I mean, we're already seeing what he can do with uh, minimal wide receivers. He's he's playing well. He's probably playing one of his best seasons uh, right now. Uh, and then I do put Dak at four with Josh Allen at five, uh, Kyler at six. And then uh, Lamar Jackson at seven, uh, Stafford at eight, 
Ben Roethlisberger at nine and Cam Newton at 10. Oh, wow. You had a couple people that none of us had in there, like Big Ben and Cam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cam, I could see. Explain those real quick. Uh, Cam, because of the rushing, but Big Ben, explain that one to me. Uh. I, I just think he's going to be able to open it up. They're 3-0, and and he's still coming off of that that whole – almost not playing all of last season. He's still kind of knocking the rust off a bit. Uh, it sucks that the, we didn't get to see them play this week, but uh, I think that, that Roethlisberger to Juju connection is going to be strong, and I would be surprised if he puts up multiple 50 fantasy point uh, games this uh, season. Okay, so I can see having, it. So having big belief in that arm. Um, was there any others out there that was like really kind of different that needed to be defended or explained? I want to know why uh, why Travis out here is putting Dak at one. I put Dak at uh-huh. two, and as of right now, Dak is number one. Oh, so sorry, who'd one. you put at one? Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, that's, my that's an argument everybody can make between Wilson and Mahomes through four weeks right now. Right. Um, and I would yeah. say Mahomes is underplaying right now because this team gets up by so much. that, Like tonight, that they got up by so much they didn't even have to pass the ball. Only two. This is two times this year he's thrown for 211 and 236. Two touchdowns and three touchdowns respectively, which isn't what you want, but – the other weeks, three hundred two and two with a rushing, three eighty five, four and a rushing. Like he's the kid, special. Easiest way to put it. <laughs> yeah. All righty. So after that, I since we're not going to have too much debate, I was kind of surprised that not only did I, but also Austin have Jared Golf in the top ten again. Uh, he's just, he looks so much better this year than last. What about I you, Austin? I agree. I put him in the. I put him at like yeah, eleven, agree. twelve. But I don't. I don't. He doesn't crack my top ten. Now someone said Matt Ryan at number ten. Yes, that was me. All right. Did you know right now he's nineteen for thirteen, one thirty-two, and an inner. Uh, yep, for one thirty-two. Not looking so hot three uh, three quarters through. Are you regretting that decision yet, or no? No, because when that offense, when that receiving core is fully healthy, they are on point. The two games that they were fully healthy, he was shredding. Good point. They are in the red zone, so we'll see if he throws a touchdown here, Sue. All righty. So after that, we've got our top 10 tight ends for the rest of the fantasy season. Um, mine are pretty simple, uh, pretty easy to come off of Kittle, especially when healthy. Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller. Zach Ertz, especially with Goddard going down, he's going to be more targeted. Noah Fant, uh, for the simple fact that he had a great first two weeks. TJ Hawkinson, very consistent. Janu Smith, wow, that guy's big. Hunter Henry, when healthy, will he stay healthy this year? And then uh, a new guy, Dalton Schultz, uh, was a waiver wire pickup for Cole a couple weeks ago when we debated Drew Sample, Schultz, or uh, the other guy. So Reed. Yeah, Reed. I, I want Reed. Didn't work out. Uh, Schultz, Schultz worked out. Yeah. Well, not that week, but this week. Not yeah. that week, but yeah, he's uh, he's making a claim for himself here in the NFL. I agree. So, Cole, go ahead with your top ten. I want to hear him. Uh, my boy Kittle. 
Uh, I don't think that really gets argued for number one. I mean, you can't argue between him and Kelsey right now still. How? Uh, 180 yards later this week, I'm clearly saying it is Kittle. Yeah, uh, well, no yeah, I mean, the, but you, are you telling me right now that Kelsey couldn't have a week like that either? No, not with the way this offense is playing. It does not look like it. It's too complete. You never know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, it just depends on the game plan. If if Andy Reid decides that he wants to throw the ball to Kelsey 15 times in a game and he catches all 15, need, I'm, I'm expecting to Kelsey to go over 180 yards. I was going to say, you, you've got the Miko Hardman, you've got the Sammy Watkins, the Tyreek Hill. you got those people who could take it one play, one touchdown, whereas – San Francisco, you're not getting that. You're gonna have to be past From a heavy. Pure talent standpoint, is Kelsey every bit as good as Kittle? Sure. Yes, but uh, I think just due to volume, kind of where Kittle. I was getting at. So sorry, Kittle is the one. I have him on my team. I love him to death. Uh, then Kelsey's at two. Andrews, Andrews has been underperforming a little bit. He had a really good week one. Uh, and then he's kind of moved down from there. I want to put Waller at three, uh, f- moving oh, forward sure with Andrews at four, uh, and then Font at five, uh, with Ertz at six. Because God damn, does that offense need him? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Johnu Smith at seven with Hawk at eight, uh, and then Schultz at nine with Hunter Henry at ten. See, we just kind of flipped players. Not too bad. I yeah, think uh, no, I know all of the players that. Uh, you had in your top 10. I, I did as well. I'm not arguing those, but the placement was a little different. All right, Austin, go ahead and talk your trash. Give us your rankings. Talk my trash. You mean my truth? Cause I'm always right. Um, <clears throat> compared to Ben, compared to Ben, compared to Ben. Right. So I, I pretty much have the same, except I have Andrews. I, I think I'm actually going to switch it up a little bit. So I'm going to do Kittle. At one, Kelsey at two, Waller at three, and I kind of want to put Font at four, and then Andrews at five, and then Ertz, Hawk, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, Schultz. Okay, Travis. So I think I'm I'm going to do it. Travis, you love Font. Do you have him any higher? Let's hear yours. I actually, my t- list I have in front of me, I have Kittle on Kelsey 2, Waller 3, Font 4 as well. I have Andrews at 5, Jono Smith at 6, Ertz at 7, Hawk at 8, Hunter Henry at 9, Schultz at 10. So I, I like think it. we have all the same people, just slightly variations, but I think we all agree the top two is Kittle and Kelsey. If you can grab them, grab them. Well, you can't really argue those two. Right. Right. No, they, they've got to be 100% rostered. <laughs> right? I don't see a reason why. 100% anyone... played as well. Yeah. If you have them, you're playing them. That... you got a zero tight end league with a flex spot. You still play one of those two. <laughs> right. I mean, especially after the performance Kittle did. Man, I, I was sweating there. Points. I was sweating a little bit. So I, mean, I have... still won by 52 points, though. I know, but if... Like, a couple of your players did a little better. Nick Chubb didn't get hurt. There's a very real chance I lose. I was just talking to Ben and Travis about this when you were uh, when you were out on your break. Very true. This is true. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have to say, 
if you need a tight end flex, especially this week, I know it doesn't count anymore, but man, Robert Tanya for Green Bay, what a beauty. Four catches, 57 yards, two touchdowns. Help me finally go 500. Sorry, Brennan. Uh, you had to go one and three this year. Uh, but not sorry. Talk- yeah, you talked a lot of smack last year when I started 0-4 and, and then still made the playoffs. Yes, you won the league, but this year's not the same as last. So, Robert Tanya, if they keep holding Adams out, he said he was fully healthy. This guy could be touchdown worthy, so just keep that in the back of your mind. Um, any other tight ends you guys kind of want to say, hey, keep your eye on? Um, mm, Not really. No. I mean, tight ends in fantasy leagues are... Tough. Uh, Very tough. Unless you unless you have the top, it almost like you can almost interchange most of them, and they've all got very similar floors and ceilings. And you've just got to be lucky enough to either play the right one or understand the defenses and the offenses and know the game plans, and you play the right one that week. I mean, they're for the most part interchangeable. Right. That that's why I like hanging on to Ernst because I know he's going to get me at least eight to ten points a game, which I'm okay with. Well, they're kind of like, like defense. <laughs> right. Right. I don't think I've started the same defense not once this year already, and we're in four weeks, and I don't think I will. I think Titans, unless you have one of the top four, uh, which would be Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, and Waller, I think we can all agree on that. I, I guess five, because I throw Ertz in there also. You know, if you've got one of those five, I think you play them every week. But after that, it's kind of like who's got the best matchup, who's got more targets who's hurt and same thing for defenses you know who who are they playing i don't think i've played i think they're very streamable like i had los angeles rams which is now on cole's team uh and they got me nine points i was happy and they've got a week schedule coming up kind of regret dropping them but i thought there was a better play out there oh the chargers i thought you had the rams Oh, I was thinking. I, no, no, I, I had well, the Rams. I held on to the Rams. Travis I, has the Rams. Now. Yeah, they got me seventeen points this week. <laughs> no. I started. <laughs> nice. I started Seattle, knowing they didn't have Jamal Adams versus you know Miami, thinking they were going to do fine. They let these boys score twenty three points on them, and I was appalled. But still, ended up with eight points in our league due to our points. So I'm happy. Again, if you. If you're not trying to lock down a top defense, quote unquote, uh, which I don't even know who it would be this year, maybe Kansas City and the Patriots. Ooh, Pittsburgh, that might be a great point. Um, I think Kansas City's done good every game. I'd say if you have Kansas City or Pittsburgh, those two are the only two that I'd hold on to. Other than that, stream them. Um, Keep that flex spot or that roster spot open. Like at points throughout the week. I'll drop my defense and just hold on to a player just to see the updated news. And then, you know, come Sunday, drop them, whoever I don't like, put it in a defense. So just a strategy for people to use. Let's get down into my favorite segment, the slumber from down under. I've been very good at this segment. When I called DJ Moore, he exploded. When I called, I I don't think I've missed one of these yet. So I'm very excited. Maybe one. I, might I mean, been. Jordan Reed over Dalton Schultz. But um, that was my slumber down under. That was well, just you're my You're still wrong about something. <laughs> well, I didn't say I was perfect. <laughs> I, I am exclusive. Hey, I heard you say, I haven't been wrong. Guess what? You have been. <laughs> In my slumber from down unders. There. In, 
Uh, I don't you know think what? I, um, I guess we'll have to go re-listen through all the podcasts and see. I mean, that's a lot of hours that you're going to have to spend to prove me wrong. You might just do it. I, but I'm anyway. Not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> it's not worth it for me. I'll, I'll just stick to uh-huh. calling you wrong. Yeah, you're just petty. So you will. Well, I, know I you mean, will. You'll text yeah, me so what's your point? Anyways, <laughs> let's go down to my slumber down under segment. I'm going with you Robbie. read the Andy. full name. You got to read the full name. That's on the Google Doc. Uh-huh. Slumber from Down Under segment is back. My slumber is Robbie Anderson with them playing Atlanta next week. They're gonna no, no, have no, read the full name. Okay. <laughs> Tight whack donut peanut butter Robbie Anderson. That's his new nickname. I don't know what a reference is, and I kind of scared now. Um, he's averaged almost Nine targets a game. Oh, eight, Why is 10, that so five, funny? 11, six catches, nine catches, five Why did you bold and underline it? What the fuck? <laughs> you guys are playing on that. Too I also italicize. <laughs> Why? And, right, uh, now you got to make an MLA format. Dude. Where's the cover page? No, APA format. Where's the cover page? Oh, my God. 114 yards. MLA format? 109 yeah. yards, 55 yards, 99 yards. This guy's getting it done. Um, I think he's talented. I didn't like him at first because I didn't know where he was going to fit in. I figured DJ Moore was going to soak up all the targets, but they seem to like him enough. I'm going Robbie Anderson for my slumber down under, especially against Atlanta. Travis, I know you want to agree with me, so go ahead and agree with me. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. He's averaging eight and a half targets a game, 94 and a half yards per game. Um, yeah, especially against this Atlanta defense that is just getting absolutely shredded in the secondary. I'm going to make a bold prediction with him. Seven receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Book it, baby. Oh. Okay. Book it, baby. Okay. I like it. I like the book it, baby. All right. Uh, quick update. Robert Tanya, since the game is going on, five catches, 78 yards, and a third touchdown. Keep him on you. Keep your eye on this kid. All right, Austin, go ahead with your slumber. Jesus Christ. 30, he's trying to pull a kettle. Kittle. Kettle. Kettle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to stop drinking past 10. Oh, dang. You drinking? Okay. Okay. I like it. Your slumber from down under, sir. Oh, I don't know. I, I like. Uh, what's his face? Robbie Anderson. But at the same time, I can't. I don't know. I think Robert Tan- T- Robert Tunyon might might be a good pick for Slumber Down Under. He might keep producing, especially with if they um, hold out Adams. Yeah, yeah, and with uh, Lazard being out for the foreseeable future. Yeah, even, even if Adams comes back, True. I think I think Tanyan showed yeah. enough that he's going to be involved in this offense. Right with Lazard out, also that's a great point. But I also think. Well, I mean, Justin Jefferson, not so much now. But, I mean, still being, I think he's being a little undervalued. Yeah, how many leagues is he rostered in at the moment? Do you know by chance? It was like 70%. So, I mean, it's it's gone up since Sunday. Yeah, since yesterday. Especially after he exploded again. All right. Uh, Also with that uh, Tanya touchdown, I do have to say, Cole, I am now beating you. In points this week, so suck that. Um, <laughs> I believe I beat you, so suck that. 
and I then still go ahead. I'm in second place, so everyone suck it besides Austin because he's in I'm first. in first. In, but, in this- but I am beating you in total points now. So when I beat you in two weeks, it's I'm, I'll be in first. Unless you, unless I absolutely explode next week, so. Right. True. True. <laughs> I, I I don't know, but then I also want to say like Ronald Jones because I feel like he's gonna. I think I can agree with you. I think Robert. I think Robert Jones is gonna keep the hot hand going. Mine so, has a contingency. <laughs> yours, your slumber from down under has a contingency. What the fudge is that? If Patrick could be my slumber from down under, it would require Drew Locke sitting one more week. Ooh. If I think that Ripon does have that connection with him, especially with that 113 yard uh, week he's had. Oh, Tim uh, Patrick, yeah, I was. I was thinking I about him too. They're going against the Patriots and whatnot, but a backup quarterback needs somebody who he's comfortable with throwing the ball to, and it looks like it's him. Uh, I think Cortland Sutton, when Drew Locks back, is definitely the play. He is the play for long term. He's the play for the rest of the season. But this no, week, he's not. He's I'm out for the rest Cortland Sutton is. Yeah, out for like two weeks. No, he's out for the rest of the year. I'm daft then. <laughs> you know he tore his ACL. I mean, then again, if you have no Broncos players, are you really going to invest the time to research every Bronco player? Only that is true. Crazy. I have zero. I used to have Drew Locke, but that was in the off season. Exactly. So yeah, he's on my team. I mean, now. if you ask me anything about Miami, I'm going to go. I like Preston Williams, and that's it. I have no idea. And Miles Gaskins. I've been too. I crazy. still forget Kenny Stills is not in Miami anymore, and he's exactly. in Houston. <laughs> Wait, he's still in Houston? I figured they got rid of him for Randall Cobb. No, they need an extra offensive lineman. (laughs) (laughs) They might as well give him a shot. (laughs) I mean, I heard they need a new head coach, too. Uh, And, yeah, (laughs) you know, maybe I'll apply. Bob Quinn. I mean, you can't do worse, so. That's true. I can't do worse. Uh, Who would your other one be if, you know, let's say – Drew Locke comes back. Who, if on the spot, because I know I'm putting you on the spot, who would you try to go snipe up real quick? I'm just trying to stretch content. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I'm trying to stretch him, Gretchen. Yeah, there it is. I figured someone would chime in with that. <laughs> Man, he. I put him too hard on the spot. He's probably going to our league, going down to the to pick up players. <laughs> He's doing some serious scrolling. You talking I'm, to me right now? Yeah. I apologize. If you, <laughs> if you scrolling. have <laughs> <laughs> If you couldn't have if Drew Lock comes back, who would your other pickup be? Your Drew slumber Lock. from down under. <laughs> <laughs> right, hey. Not a bad point. It's better than Mitchell Trubisky. Who oh, might have man. a chance to play next week with how bad Falls looked. Because at least they won with Mitchell Trubisky. As much as I it wasn't always I, pretty, but they did. A w- I don't know. I've been looking at too many sleepers. And you, I saw the segment and I was like, Tim Patrick's my go-to on this one for this week. And you done fucked me up. I know. I was doing that on purpose. Okay, so... Someone who's come on in the last two weeks, which I don't necessarily like, is Cedric Wilson from 
uh, Dallas. Is that just because they're passing freaking 60 times a game? Uh, is he going to go back to a relevance? Or is he actually carving himself out a, a little niche? So five catches, 107, two touchdowns two weeks ago. Last week was three for 34. But they came in big moments, funny enough. I was watching the game. They In big third downs, they were targeting this guy. So uh, you're the DAC owner, Travis. What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, if they're going to keep throwing the ball 60 times a game, then yeah, you can pretty much roster anyone on that Cowboys offense because their defense is so bad that they're going to have to throw. But their defense ever starts playing a little better and they stop throwing it 60 times, then you could probably forget about them and stick to the main three. Now, you uh, you were telling me Dak was on pace to throw for how many yards this year? A little over 6,700 at his current rate. Absolutely that obliterate. Is- yeah, I mean, he's starting for, what, like 1,300 passing yards or something like that? Yeah, right now, he's saying that 1,690 with nine passing touchdowns, three interceptions. He's, his low game was 266, and then it went 450, 472, 502, and they're only one and three. That's only how bad one that defense is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Eagles are in first on. place in the NFC East, and they're one, two, and one. Again. And let me tell you, Carson <laughs> Wentz is on my team, and I've I traded for him in the offseason, happy as hell to get Carson Wentz. Thinking, oh, the most oh, interceptions Julio Jones he's just ever left thrown. the game. Oh, sorry, Stewart. Rip to your chance. <laughs> Stewart's not very happy right now. I oh. love Russell Gage. <laughs> yeah, Russell Gage. There you go, Cole. There's your slumber from down under. If yep, my uh, sleeper for week five is going to be Russell Gage. Nothing sus about it. <sighs> All righty. Any other topics or anything that we want to do? Um, maybe we, you know we haven't used up too much time. What's the Thursday night game? It's Tampa Bay versus. The Bears. Ooh. The Bears. Not Suck. enough time for uh for Chicago to figure out what the fuck they're doing with their quarterbacks. Yeah, I God. I was gonna say maybe we want to talk about the Thursday night game, but man, I sound more uninterested in that than my mom did me. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. So um wow, I that's guess Yeah. So I guess Tom Brady looked good this week. Is he going to keep it up again for week five against the Bears? Their defense actually looked pretty good. I'm playing Chicago's uh, defense for that guaranteed pick six. I, th- <laughs> You know what? I think I might join you on that. Uh, even with that, Tom Brady threw 369, five touchdowns, uh, one interception against the Chargers. I think I'm think i loving all these injuries on that Tampa offense because Mike Evans is eating. I was going to say, I think my go-tos would be, if Fournette's still out, Rojo, Mike Evans, and if, you, if you're if you in a two QB or a flex, I go you know, Tom Brady because uh, I'm not touching the Bears unless it's Allen Robinson. After, oh, David Montgomery as a flex running back, he didn't impress me this week, though. Um, what about you guys? He got me 13 points because of that two-point conversion garbage town. Garbage time touchdown, so I'll take it. Right. I mean, 57 total yards. That, yeah. uh, I mean, three that, catches. That, is a, tough, 10 that is a tough defense. That indie defense has been stout and run. True. I Hey, I'm an indie fan. I love it. So, Cole, would you play anyone in the Tampa Bay 
or Chicago zone? Uh, I definitely play Chicago's defense, even though Tom Brady did kind of go off. Uh, they still don't have Chris Godwin. Uh, and with, uh, with their running back situation, I know Keyshawn Vaughn had a good game, but I don't think it's going to be that good against the Chicago Bears. Uh, I, I'm not really sold on that Tampa Bay offense just yet. Uh, but yes, I still would play Mike Evans just because of the sheer workload that he's been getting. Uh, he's probably the only one I play on that offense. And then as far as uh, Chicago goes, Allen Robinson all day. He's still He is still the only one that's been fantasy worthy on that team. Even with Tampa Bay actually kind of sleeping on that top five defense uh, ranking. Oh, I've got a bold prediction for this night. Uh, since, you know, I like my bold to be possible, but not super likely. Scotty Miller in our league outscores Mike Evans in fantasy. I think he'll go for five catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown or two, whereas Mike Evans might only get six, 80, and one. He's so I'm have going Scotty Miller shading him from the safety position all game. And he's got Eddie Jackson on him too, so yeah. <laughs> I think I'm I going Scotty Miller over Mike Evans. I think that's my bold prediction. Uh anyone else got a bold prediction for this game? That's super, super bold. I David said it Montgomery is fantasy relevant this week. Mm. That's my bold prediction. I'm just kind of my crossing bold my fingers on that because I'm playing him in my lineup. <laughs> They're going to activate Tariq Cohen, and he's going to go out there in a wheelchair and do better. <laughs> I mean, if he Tariq ran someone's Cohen foot over with the wheelchair, yeah, I might carve a little fucking hole out for him the line. Did <laughs> <laughs> you make a fair point? Awesome, <laughs> bitch. What is your bold prediction for the Thursday night game? Oh, End God. us on a good one. Uh, I, I, I don't know, man. It's going to be... Oh, uh, I don't know. Thursday night. So we got the Bears. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, 300 yards. He's going to start. Mitch, okay. So you're going Mitch Trubisky starts and <laughs> has 300 yards. Enough, the fact that you say he's starting. <laughs> right. Holy shit. All right. All right. All right. Hey, you didn't say it had to be good. And you wanted the world to be skipping that. And we're going straight to give me that uh, cocaine and all of it. <laughs> Yeah, someone is drinking. Uh, I will say my bold hey, prediction, not necessarily for a fantasy player, but for the teams, uh, Chicago wins it 24 to 14. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm surprised you have them scoring that much. I like it. I'll flip the score. I'm going Tampa Bay. Yeah, I was gonna, I'll, I'll side with Ben on that yeah. 24 14. I, I, it's going to be, gonna uh, be 350 a, yards passing, four touchdowns for Brady. They're going to shock the world with this one, boys. Hey, you know what? I've been wrong before. It could happen. Nick Foles is probably going to. They said you were perfect. Probably going to start if we're being realistic, and he's going to probably do ass for also being realistic. I don't so, know. He's know. had a seven touchdown game before. Watch him come out and do it again. He's not going to. Hey, it's bold. I have zero not faith. Regular. In he's big All right, dick, anyways. Nick. No, it's more you know, like tiny dick, it. Nick. You know, we're going to end it on Big Dick Nick Energy. Thank you for coming to the Fantasy Football. No. No. <laughs> Thank you for coming to the Fantasy Football. No. Stop it. No. 
Big dick, dick energy is not accidental. No, no. Thank you for viewing. Nope. Like, nope. subscribe. Shut the fuck up. No, nope. no, no. You stupid son of a bitch. This is the best Austin, show. Just to let you know, what this is at 47 fuck? minutes to 48 minutes for when you have to cut this out. Nope, I don't got to cut shit. I've just been saying no. no. I've said nothing no. bad. Anyways, as I was saying, let's clean up this industry. It's just full of a bunch of old dusty fucks. We're here to clean it out and make it young again. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Like, subscribe, share, retweet. Go ahead and hit that exit. Peace. My grandma's oh, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What the fuck was that? <laughs>